Welcome to episode 190 of The Digital Life, a show about our insights into the future of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co-host, Dirk Niemeyer. Greetings, listeners. On this episode of The Digital Life, we're going to talk about the future of retail, uh, as well as the new offering from Amazon called Amazon Go. Uh, I think I'd uh, like to start by uh, describing sort of what I see as as uh, the economic realities of, of retails these days, which is, uh, you know, e-commerce is just uh, continuing to rise in popularity, billions and billions of dollars being spent uh, uh, every year online, and uh, Amazon, for instance, continuing uh, uh, to rise as the uh, the choice of many for purchasing, you know, whatever it is they need from uh, things from your pantry to uh, uh, I don't know snowblowers to you know the, where they started with you know with books, right? Um, and so retail stores, as a result, uh, are taking a huge hit. Uh, I mean, what do we need physical retail for anyway in the uh, in the twenty first century? So I'd like to dig well, into that. We for some things, but we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I'd like to dig into that, uh, that question a little bit um, uh, by starting off with, uh, you know, sort of looking at what retail experiences we really want to preserve or, or things that are, that are good for us that we, um, you know, that we love about retail. So I'm going to start with me, Dirk, but I want you to think about that, that question too. Um, so I'll tell you, if you get me into a bookstore, um, whether it be a used bookstore um, or, you know, like a, even in your standard Barnes and Noble, um, and I don't have someplace to be, you know, I can spend a lot of time. I can spend hours and hours in, in a bookstore. And, and part of the reason is that they've uh, created uh, an experience which, you know, you're surrounded uh, with with books that you can investigate, that you can, uh, you know, take off the shelves, maybe grab a coffee, sit down and, and, uh, and uh, you know, look through this pile of, of books that you'd like to own. Um, additionally, uh, you know, you, you can sort of investigate sort of their nearest neighbor, right? So if you're in the science fiction section, um, it's very different from, you know, getting a recommendation on Amazon, like if you liked this book, maybe you'll like this next one. Uh, when, when you're surrounded by the physical objects um, and looking at all the spines of the books and, and just sort of going through them one by one, uh, it's really different, of course, navigating that space versus navigating uh, you know, uh, the Amazon website. So whether it's used books, which are, you know, sometimes those stores are less organized than others, uh, or, or your, your sort of big box, uh, Barnes and Noble or independent bookstores, they all have their own personality. There's an element of curation there, um, that, you know, I, I find that, um, that retail experience to be uh, something that that I treasure and enjoy. Uh, very similar, actually, to the way I used to dig through CDs, if uh, our listeners remember CDs. Um, 
they used to have used CD stores. I don't know if those are still around, but I had that same sense of being surrounded by the objects uh, that were somewhat curated by the owner uh, of the store uh, and just being able to really dig into those. Um, so so I, I like... I like those experiences very much, and and I'd be disappointed if if um, you know independent bookstores, uh, if used bookstores went away uh, as a result of of, of e-commerce. Uh, on the other side um, of things, I I do enjoy going to the Apple Store to check out the latest gadgets. So the I don't know what you call that that retail experience, uh, almost like the. Uh, uh, the lab or, or something like the, the, the display that you can play with. Um, but, but those two experiences for me, uh, I think are, are pretty fun. Uh, in contrast, you know, I could do without some of the, uh, some of the grocery store experiences that I have waiting in long lines, bumping into people, getting in other people's way, bump, you know, uh, you have the cart there and someone parks the cart in the middle of the aisle and you can't get by and they're bent over looking at something on the shelf so you can't shove your way by. <laughs> so there's lots of awkwardness there. So there's definitely retail experiences I could do without. Dirk, I mean, do you have any retail experiences do you like? I'm sure there's, uh, I'm sure we could all share plenty of stories about negative retail experiences. But do you have some positive ones as well? Uh, to be honest, I can't think of, of any positive. It, it, there's not retail that I look forward to doing, but there's plenty of retail I feel like is necessary today. And mm -hmm. technology in the future could make it not necessary, but we're a ways away from it. So let me, let me talk about a few examples. One is uh, buying a car. So I want to sit in the car. I want to look at all of the 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 displays and what are the sight lines like and um i want to drive the car and see how it feels I, I can't i can't do that from home i can't do that virtually and even if car companies were leveraging current virtual reality technology those are so relatively low res that they they certainly wouldn't get me there so um a car car is one example another is clothes shopping so i actually do some clothes shopping online but um, you know, it's, it's common when I do the things aren't fitting right. Um, I should have bought one size bigger, one size smaller, mm -hmm. um, or maybe that particular garment just didn't fit me really well. Now the, the model of, you know, there's small through XL, you know, there's four basic sizes that, um, clothes are broken into that, that is uh, to some degree a product of the old retail environment, right? So there's certainly ways around that. There's other ways to think about how to size clothes up to and including um, having them all be, you know, custom, custom made, um, which probably isn't going to work for every income bracket. But um, it, it's it's one of those things that's solvable. But today, no way. Like if if I want something that's definitely going to fit, I want to go to a store. Like right now, I need a new hoodie and. I'm trying to figure out which store to go to to buy one um, to put try them on because I know if I order it online, it's just not going to fit quite the way I want. Even if it technically fits, mm -hmm. I, I want one that feels a certain way, and it, it's it simply requires trying it on. A, a third category I think about are groceries, and you know, like I I know how I want an avocado to feel, 
And if I'm buying avocados, um, assuming I'm buying for multiple days and not just one day, I want one that's ready to go today. I want a couple that feel like they've got a day or two still to go. Um, you know, I'm somebody who, who won't buy a bruised banana. There's other people who are happy to buy bruised bananas. Um, you know, can machine learning and intelligence figure this out? So, you know, I'm a non-bruised banana person. Somebody else is sure they can. But right now it's just all very generic. You know, if, if you've used like the, the Peapod or the different, you know, drive-through style um, grocery pickups, you know, they're, they're just chucking the normal groceries in there. There's no care taken. And, and we know, you know, if you go and look at tomatoes, mm-hmm. some of those tomatoes look great. Some of them are fine. Some of them are questionable. The people filling those orders are not carefully curating what they're putting in there. They're just going into the stock, the same stock that would be put out for people to pick from, and ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. If I want good tomatoes, I need to go in there and look at those tomatoes and pick out the right ones. And it would be prohibitively expensive for them to make sure that everybody who ordered tomatoes online got good tomatoes because that's a tremendous amount of product that that then can't be monetized, um, that doesn't sort of reach up to that level and that that category. So, you know, from the, from the standpoint of, of my shopping and my expectations in both in shopping, but then also in the the products that I uh, end up with today, there's just no way for online ordering to make up for a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I, I I was really intrigued by, uh, uh, this Amazon go uh, initiative, uh, which is their, uh, their retail offering, which is being um, beta tested currently in Seattle, it, it's basically a grocery store uh, with with no checkout line. Uh, the the way they run it is, uh, when you go into the store, you tap your mobile phone on a turnstile, which logs you into the store's system uh, and connects you to your Amazon account, uh, and then you can go and sort of pick up, you know, pick up. The food products and and you know put them down again if you if you're not uh, wanting to uh, take them, and then you know at the end of the shopping experience you just put everything in the bag um, and walk out of the store and uh, that the sensors and AI are, have been tracking the items that you've picked up, so then they're added to a virtual cart on on uh, your app, um, and then uh, you know it goes through the through the the e-commerce process that way uh i thought that was pretty clever way of using you know this plethora of sensors that are you know cheaply uh available now uh sort of the uh the promise of the internet of things in in a uh a contained environment that you know made a lot of sense to me i could see myself um, maybe shopping more frequently uh, for groceries instead of, uh, you know, going once a week uh, to the grocery store and getting everything at once. If I knew I could just sort of fly in and grab what I needed for the night uh, for dinner and then and then and then fly right back out again. Um, yeah, but I'm not sure if you're <laughs> flying if everyone's doing that, right? So mm-hmm. if, if right now you go to the grocery store every four days and you change that behavior to one day, if your behavior is typical of other consumers, you're going to have 4x the number of people in there every day, albeit for a shorter period of time. But you're still going to have these weird um, congestion moments with so many more people shopping if they, if, if they follow that behavior at scale. 
Yeah, yeah, that definitely could be a problem. Or, you know, you walk in and you're sitting there tapping your phone on the turnstile and you're not logging in because, I don't know, your credit card expired or some other problem with the electronic side of it. Um, there's certainly places for, um, um, for there to be problems. But sort of the promise of Internet of Things is being this, this magical technology where the digital and physical intersect, you know, and then there's these interactions that just feel natural, but, you know, are also connected to your digital life. I think Amazon is pursuing, definitely pursuing that strategy. Uh, we've talked before on the show about, you know, the Amazon Echo is controlling for your smart home. Um, Amazon is going whole hog into the Internet of Things and looking for those magical interactions. And I, I love the concept. I love, you know, uh, sort of the big idea. Uh, Execution-wise, I absolutely want to try it out. It's too bad. It's, uh, you know, obviously near their headquarters in Seattle right now, so they can sort of control the beta test there. But... Um, I, I definitely want to try it out now, whether it will be like a, a Disneyland trip, you do it once and you're like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> um, uh, who knows? Uh, but, but I, I really like the thinking behind that. Yeah, um, it's a good concept. I mean, at least on paper, it's, it's a really smart use of IOT technology and it's, it's thinking about how to have the best possible retail experience in a, in a in a good way. So, you know, again, I don't know what the actual experience is like, but kudos to Amazon for at least problem solving sort of, I think in the right space for the context that they're solving for. Yeah. I, I really see this uh, intersection of physical and digital in the retail space, space being able to uh, sort of enhance and uh, improve retail and pres really preserve some of those experiences. So I started off uh, by yammering about how, you know, I like to go to use CD stores and, and used bookstores or just bookstores in general. You know, I, I could imagine that there could be sort of very highly curated spaces say this Amazon Go technology is something they can package up and, and give to, you know, uh, uh, other retailers a la, you know, their, their e-commerce solutions. They do, uh, a lot of people do e-commerce with Amazon's uh, uh, engine, right? So imagine this IoT solution in a few years can get rolled out to some local guy who's able to curate all the books that, you know, design geeks would ever want to have. And, and with this tech, you know, potentially he doesn't even need to be in the store the whole time, you know, because I could walk in and find this lovely book on, on design and say, hey, shoot, I'm just going to walk out with it now. And boom, it goes through my Amazon cart, you know, uh, sort of the extension, the, the idea that, uh, you know, they're, they're with Amazon, they're not just creating this as an experiment. They're looking to make this into a platform. I you know, I could almost guarantee it. Um, so, so my imagination runs wild with the possibilities of preserving some of these uh, physical retail experiences that I that I love, um, and and maybe reducing the costs of of owning those those kinds of spaces with with this technology. You know, who knows if that's going to be possible or not? But it definitely tickles my imagination. Sure. So, listeners. 
while you're listening to the show, remember that you can follow along the things that we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to thedigitallife.com. That's just one L in the digital life. And go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody. So it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked. You can find The Digital Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, and Google Play. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at goinvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Dirk? You can follow me on Twitter at Dniemeyer. That's at D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. And thanks so much for listening. So that's it for episode 190 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time. 